When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to tonight's CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Wally, sitting here with Mike Molino and with Marv Zahn, per usual. All right, guys, we got a bye week this week, so not too many in-game discussions that we can have. This is kind of like over the summer where we were kind of scraping up for some topics. Even though what happened to the AFC this week with the teams that did play held Pretty decent significance with at least the standing of the Patriots. So as we know, two weeks ago, the Patriots dropped a game to the Ravens. Lamar Jackson looked excellent against them. He won me over that game. A few weeks ago, I said that he still hadn't won me over unless he shows something against the Patriots, which he did. The Ravens looked excellent, beat the piss out of the Bengals this week. And then the Chiefs, the Chiefs lost again. And (laughs) this is with Patrick Mahomes back. So let's have a discussion here with this group is it now just a two-team race with the Patriots and the Ravens are the Chiefs out of it and let's link back to the to the Texans to the Colts in the AFC guys is it just a two-team race at this point Mike let's start with you what do you think (coughs) excuse me you know (laughs) I look at this uh AFC picture right now and not a lot of teams fear you, fear, uh, spark fear into my heart. Uh, by the looks of things, obviously, it, it seems as if the two most dominant teams in the AFC are the Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens. And I know Kansas City lost. Patrick Mahomes is back. but To the Titans, though. To the Titans. It's a the very, bad, very bad loss. Yeah, it's a very bad loss to lose that Why game. Why that's that's a loss that's probably going to stick with them for, for a while because it's a bad loss. You know, you're trying to battle and possibly maybe still be in position to be number two seed, maybe possibly number one seed. You know, Kansas City's right there, but that's a bad loss. Uh, I don't believe it's a two-team race. I still think, even though with that loss, Kansas City suffered uh, to the Titans, that there's still a team in the AFC to be reckoned with. You don't want to get into a shootout with Kansas City. Um we know what Patrick Mahomes is capable of doing with his arm. He had a crazy jump throw that he made uh, during the game against uh, the Titans that just was a reminder of how amazing, of a, how athletic of a quarterback he is. It was uh, literally a Derek Jeter throw. From it, was, it, was, it was unbelievable. You had two amazing plays for quarterbacks yesterday. Lamar Jackson with his spin move, like he hit tap circle on the controller and ran for that touchdown. And then you had um, Patrick Mahomes making that jump pass, maybe that's something they need to add into Madden coming up in the next couple of years. But uh, I do believe it's not a two-team race. I think Kansas City's right there. And, you know, still a lot of football left to be played in the regular season. And I don't think that loss to the Tennessee Titans will be, you know, the end of the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, As the season progresses, you know, they'll battle. Patriots, I still think, are the clear-cut number one. But Ravens and, and Kansas City are right there you know, battling for the possible number one, two seed as well. Yeah, but just a friendly reminder that the Tennessee Titans are ass. 
All right, guys, football and basketball season, they're in full swing. Get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Hint, don't bet the Titans after this week. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every single winner or loser. It's right bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. I had a horrendous gambling weekend this weekend, but doesn't mean you can't have a great one with betonline.ag. You can even bet on wild prop bets. Who's going to be the first head coach to get canned and who will win the NBA MVP? Get the fastest two market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. And the first head coach, let's go with that in the NBA. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Marv, what do you think? Is it a two-team race now with the Patriots and the Ravens, or could you still count in the Ravens? I mean, uh, the Chiefs, let's go with the Texans, too, and the Colts. I mean, we've been having a similar topic on this show for the past couple of weeks now, and there's been a team I've always mentioned that you we still need to keep in that loop, and it's the Houston Texans. Look, next week is a showdown that I'm really going to be looking forward to. Texans travel to Baltimore and face the um, Baltimore Ravens. That's going to really show me what the Texans are made of. I believe that they are a contender still in the AFC. Uh, in the AFC. Mike mentioned the reasons why Chiefs are still dangerous. But that defense, man, I think last, pretty much, yeah. last week pretty much solidified it, how horrid that defense is. We knew it was bad, but it just keeps getting worse and worse. And them losing games when Mahomes wasn't there doesn't help either with how they're going to their road to the playoffs is going to turn out for them. So I still have the Ravens, obviously. They have a bunch of confidence now after beating the Patriots. You see Lamar Jackson, he looks even more freer. <laughs> with after. the sunglasses on the bench, too. Sunglass, chilling, man. <laughs> chilling. And when, when you got Robert Griffin III playing most of the fourth quarter, you know it's looking pretty good for Baltimore right now. So Ravens, obviously, uh, are on top. You got the Texans next week. I love to see what they do. I think they're still a contender. And then Kansas City, if they can figure something out, you know that Mahomes will always keep that team in the game no matter what. So all those three teams, I think, are still part of this AFC race. It's not as, you know, bombarded as it is in the NFC, but we can't we can't lose sight on what's going on in the AFC as well. Yeah, the, the crazy thing is with the Chiefs right now, and especially after this week, it's like at the start of the season, I would have preferred the Patriots not to play the Chiefs in, let's say, the AFC Championship game. That was the one team I was like, they, they, they stand a pretty good chance. But after seeing the Chiefs lose with Patrick Mahomes uh, back and seeing this Chiefs defense just get worse, it seems like they've gotten worse and worse and worse over the year. And the problem with the Chiefs is, you don't have, and we've talked about this before, you don't have that room for error if you're the offense. The offense has to be that elite Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill-led offense that is just explosive, that's putting up a ton of points, because you know that your defense isn't going to be able, be able to hold anybody back, at least a competent team. You just gave up that many points, over 30 points, to a Ryan Tannehill-led offense. I know Derrick Henry's been great, but that is a Ryan tannehill led offense so after what i saw from the chiefs this week and yeah they can bounce back i guess i'm uh, patrick mahomes you're right marv he can't if he can step up and if he can carry this offense i guess you can never actually fully count them out because patrick mahomes is that good but 
you've got no room for error if you're the Chiefs. And as of right now, there is zero fear, to use what Mike said, there is zero fear struck into my heart by this Kansas City Chiefs team. The Ravens, on the other hand, yes. The Ravens, who beat the piss out of the Patriots, who played very well against the Patriots, beat the piss out of the Bengals. The Ravens are a very legit team, and they've proved that to me over the past couple of weeks. The Texans, Marv, I know you love them. I know you think they're. I know you. I know you're big on the Texans. I am just. I can't buy into Bill O'Brien. In Never a will. I cannot do it. Come the playoffs, they can win the AFC South. Sure, great. They can win that. They probably will win that, especially with Jacoby Brissett out right now. Who he'll be back soon. I know, but. <laughs> I just can't buy into a Bill O'Brien team. I just can't do it. Hey man, and you then, said the same. You said the same thing about Lamar Jackson until yeah, he but Bill O'Brien's here. on the field. Bill O'Brien's done this year after year. So we'll see. We'll just have to see. I just think that that's a team that you cannot just sleep on with Deshaun yeah. Watson playing how he's playing right now. That that offense is moving. Yes, Bill O'Brien, he's shown to make some dumbass pl- um, play calls. So we'll see how, how, it, how it goes on. I hear everything you're saying. But the Texans are balling right now. And we'll see with this three-game stretch. They got the Ravens, yeah. they have the Colts, and then they have the Patriots. Test. We'll see what they do. That will right be the determination of what who the Texans really are. Yeah, but also just just with Bill O'Brien and Lamar Jackson, we have a bigger sample size of Bill O'Brien just being a bum on the sidelines in big games. Um, and then, like, and then you, you mentioned the Colts. Jacoby Brissett, I have bought him on him. I bought in on him throughout this year. But I even think with Brian Hoyer leading your team, if your team's good enough to really be a top contender in the AFC, with Brian Hoyer leading your team, you should be able to beat the Miami Dolphins. True. Hey, man, maybe that just shows Not you how great. well Jacoby Brissett is yeah, and how bad Brian Hoyer is. I mean, I guess, but I, the rest of your team has to be good enough to beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins <laughs> don't even want to win games. They, they, don't don't. Even, they got players over there that don't even want to play for them. Yes, they just, they, just trying to get through the season. Yeah, they don't even want to win games. They literally just they just want a top draft pick. They're, it's almost like they're purposely losing games. It's like, hey, you know what, Colts, let's, just, let's hand them this one. All right, guys, this is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualley, sitting here with Mike Molino and Marv Zahn. Okay, so mid-season report cards for the Patriots. They are on their bye week over this past weekend. Had no football game for them up here in New England. So let's take a look at the position groups that we think have had the worst go of it thus far on this Patriots team and the position group that has had the best go of it thus far. So let's take the group that you think needs to improve the best, the group that has just sucked, uh, at least marginally sucked, and then the team, the, the part of the team that has been the best on this squad so far. So, Marvin, let's kick it off with you. Let's just do them both right there, uh, right <laughs> away. Worst and best. The worst position has to go to Come the on. offensive line. I think we all know it. Yeah. Come on now. We, I'm not going to give them an F, though. I'm not going to give them an F. I won't even give them a D. I'll give them C minus grade. Average. Do, do, no, C minus is like a close it's to like below a below average. It's a below average. I mean, C so minus. Give them a D plus. D plus? No, C minus. C minus. So they're average. C C is the grade in school that all the kids used to get C's would tell you is average. You do not right, know. Right, right. C minus is what you tell your parents. Hey, <laughs> you know, my, my, the teacher said I did did okay. But yeah. your, parents, your parents don't buy it. The thing <laughs> is, the offensive line has a lot of injuries. That's the reason why I won't give them a D. You're bringing in guys who are still learning the, the Patriots system. You're, getting, you're bringing in backups that were meant to just be that, backups. But then you have guys like 
Shaq Mason, who, you know, had a fantastic year last year, coming this year and it's been horrible. And he got paid. Delayed. He got paid. <laughs> yes. Paid a lot of money. Marcus Cannon, he's been he's been battling injuries, been in and out of the lineup throughout this year, too. So it's been a rough year for the offensive line. But due to the injuries, I won't give him a D. I'll give him a C minus. And the best grade goes to the secondary, mm-hmm. led by Stephon Gilmore. Yep. That secondary team is it's the best in the league. I'll say it right now, it's the best in the league. Um, we've seen incredible plays from Devin McCourty. He's you look back you're like, damn, this guy wanted to retire. He's having a resurging year, looking like a pro bowler. His brother handling um the CB two positions, playing great. I've already mentioned Stefan Gilmore playing like the best corner. Anytime they throw to him, it's either going to be deflected, intercepted, something magic is going to happen. Secondary looks really good. Adding you you sprinkle in a Chong Harmon over there in the safety as well. Very solid lineup. All right, Mike, for a jump review, guys, football and basketball season, they're in full swing. Get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every winner or loser, straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the entire season. You can even bet on wild prop bets who's going to be the first NBA coach to get canned and who's going to win the NBA MVP. Get the fastest to market odds and payouts with our new sportsbook partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code CLNS50 just like I did to receive your 50% welcome bonus. That's literally free money, guys. If you gamble, it is stupid not to take advantage of this. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Mike, let's go. Who's your worst group and who is your best? I can't lie. Marv literally said the worst and the best that I I was going to pick. I think we can all agree on the offensive line being probably pretty damn bad. They've been bad, yeah. (laughs) I'll switch it up here. And I'm going to go with another group that's kind of struggled a little bit this year, and that's the tight end position. Obviously, coming into the season, you know, we know Rob Minkowski's out the picture. There are reports that – Maybe Kraft and Gronkowski have something in the works, and we maybe could see Rob Gronkowski back for a playoff run. The deadline's coming up. He's got to make his choice soon. Exactly. I personally don't think he'll come back, but that's a totally different conversation. We can have another edition of the roundtable. But tight end, yeah. It's it's been – I'll give them a a C, a flat-out C. Not a C plus, not a C minus, just a straight C. That might might be generous. I I think – you know, when I say C, I'm looking at across the league. You know, obviously, uh-huh. there are teams out there who have elite, you know, not elite tight ends, but they have one guy that they can really depend on. Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, Kyle Rudolph, you know, teams. Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. You know, Patriots don't have that guy. They did. He's no longer, you know, playing in the NFL. So right now, they're just trying to coast by plugging some guys in. You know, Ben Watson is trying to you know, maintain the position, but he's an older guy. He's not a real dominant tight end. You know, before Ben Watson, he tried to depend on Ryan Izzo a little bit and Matt Lacoste, but, you know, they're just trying to coast with that position and and make something work with the guys that they have. You know, there was always trade rumors out there of them possibly going after O.J. Howard uh, or a couple different guys, but seems like this is the group that we're going to have moving forward, and you just got to hope that they get better. But from what they've done so far in the season, I'm going to give them a straight C. For the group that's been the best, again, I was going with cornerback as well. But 
if I had to look at a different position that's been somewhat solid, I'm going with the boogeyman. The boogeyman up front, the linebackers, Jamie Collins, you know, Landon Roberts, Dante Hightower, uh, Jerome Bentley stepping in a few times here and there. Um, I'm a big fan. Van Noy, sorry, Van Noy. Um, I'm a huge fan of what those guys bring to the table. You know, obviously people say, well, they kind of got exposed maybe a little bit with the uh, in the Ravens game, not really trying to not have doing a good job at containing Lamar Jackson as best as possible when putting an opportunity. But um, those guys are, especially early on in the season, dominant. If I have to give them the grade, I'll definitely give those guys a flat B. I'm not with them pluses and minuses. I'm going to give you a straight B and say they're above average. I like what those guys do. And, you know, as the Patriots continue to have success as the season goes on defensively, it starts with those guys up front. So obviously, you got the defensive line as well. But those boogeymen led by um, Dante Hightower, who's a defensive captain, you know, they're going to continue to, to to make noise throughout the rest of the season. See, now I- I'm going to switch it up just because I'm going to go defensive backs too and because that was going to be my backup, so now I've got no option here. <laughs> um, <laughs> defensive backs, they've been excellent. I if they're not top two in the league, like Marv, just like you said, they're the best in the league. They probably are the best in the league. And it starts with Stephon Gilmore. There's a lot of talk at the start of the season the, about how he was the best corner in the league. He was voted by players in the NFL as the best corner in the league. And he's shown it. He's shown it all year. This guy has been badass. He has yep. proved that he is the best at what he does. And when the when the Patriots signed him during that big Malcolm Butler conversation, oh, how can you not sign Malcolm Butler to this extension? Bill, all of a sudden, first day of free agency, which he never does, takes a lot of money, throws it at Buffalo, brings in Stephon Gilmore, makes him one of the highest paid at the cornerback position in the league. And everybody's like, why, why, why this guy? He starts off his tenure with New England pretty bad. He didn't look great when he first got here. And now he is just proving why Bill Belichick went out and paid this guy much unlike like what he does, he never goes out and pays guys like that, and he brings in one of the best in the league, and he's proved to be the best in the league. J.C. Jackson, I am a huge fan of. I love his physicality. I love the way he plays the game. Jason McCourty has been solid. Devin McCourty, um, Marv, like you said, the resurgence that this guy's had this season has been great. Just the defensive back grouping has just been excellent. But the worst, I'm going with the running game just solely based on the fact, and that goes along with the offensive line, but just solely based on the fact about how underwhelming they've been. And I'm going to go straight after Sony Michelle here. Sony Michelle, over the offseason, everybody was like, oh, this guy has the potential to be one of the best in the AFC, maybe even the league. This guy had a lot of expectation on him, and he's starting to pick it up now, yeah, sure. But for the most part of this season so far, he's been wildly underwhelming. And then there's really not much depth there. I thought there was going to be depth to start the season. But you look at Rex Burkhead, please, I'm sick of this guy. Dump him already. Get rid of him every single year. He's hurt. And then he just, he's 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 not great. James White, I can't group him in that positioning, mostly because he's a pass-catching back. When he's in there, he's going to be catching passes. So I'm not going to throw any blame on him. Where the hell is Damian Harris? Non-existent. Does this guy suck? It doesn't make any sense, Nick. Does this guy suck, right? He must He must must suck. Yeah, Bill Bill must be like, oh, this guy stinks. He can't ever <laughs> Like, why can't he be in this freaking lineup? I'm sick of it. I want to see this guy play some freaking football. We're excited about him. There's a lot of talk about him over the offseason, too. And he's just – he doesn't even I, – I, I exist as much on this football team as Damian Harris does at this point. Sick of it. 
Sam's sake of it. But no, the, the running game has to get better. We had this conversation last week, how, how vital they are to the improvement of the offense going forward for the rest of the season. They've got to figure it out. And yeah, that goes along with the offensive line. Uh, Marv, you mentioned the offensive line. It goes right along with the offensive line. They've got to get better too. Isaiah Wynn's going to come back, hopefully, potentially, and that's going to shirt some things up. Hopefully the, hopefully the run game improves then. Sony Michelle is getting ahead of steam now. But so far through the season, C. C minus. C, C minus right in that range. So let's give him a 73 for a number grade. You don't want me grading the kickers. I'll tell you something that, too. <laughs> well, kickers, kickers are an F. <laughs> how did we how did none of us pick kicker i was thinking about it i didn't even think it i didn't even i'm surprised I you thought about it and just throw because i'll out tell you why i'll tell you why because we barely kicked this year that's true <laughs> <laughs> i've never seen a team on the 30 yard line so much and with fourth down I'd be like you know what fourth and six let's let's give this a shot right. <laughs> it's let's go for the let's go for some points on the board for a touchdown rather than kicking this field goal or trying to kick a field goal all right, guys, this is another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. I'm your host, Nick Qualley, sitting here with Marvizan and Mike Molino. All right, so Patriots bye week this week, so let's talk a little NFC. We haven't really had, I don't think, really any NFC discussions yet this season throughout the Patriots Roundtable. Let's talk about the favorites so far. So we are just over the halfway point in the year, and the AFC, I think we, we can agree, overall stinks. The NFC... There's a lot of competition as far as I see. So let's talk about who our favorite in the NFC is, too. And if you guys want to even give you, like, your second, maybe your closest, because I think it's tough. So let's give your top one, and let's also throw in, like, maybe maybe a team that you could see as, like, a potential who could be the favorite in this NFC group. Because there's – I mean, we've got the undefeated 49ers. We've got the Seahawks. We've got the Saints. There's, there is a group of very solid football teams here who I think could contend for the NFC title. So, Marv, let's start off with you. Who's your favorite? And then who's like, you're, yeah, you're right on the cusp. All right. My favorite it has to be my Super Bowl prediction team in the NFC, the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks are my favorite to make it to the Super Bowl. I mean, you have the MVP right now in Russell Wilson. They have a great running game in Chris Carson. Their line has improved tremendously, which used to be Seattle's Achilles heel. Now, you know, Russell Wilson has time to actually stay in the pocket, throw the football. Tyler Lockett is emerging as one of the top receivers in this league. And eventually, people are going to realize that. You just added in Josh Gordon. Your defense is really shored up. You know, great secondary. You got Clowney down there as well. I love the Seattle Seahawks team, and I think that they're going to make the Super Bowl, and there's nothing that they've done this year that's deterred me from that. Now, you're looking at who can possibly, you know, mess that up a little bit. I'm shocked. I'm going to say this, but these four, these damn 49ers look pretty damn good. Dude, they're they're rolling too, and I feel like nobody's giving them respect. They're I like, yeah, they're undefeated, but screw it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to give them the respect, but these 49ers, that defense is for real. That defense for real, and led by Nick Bosa. You know, this guy is a rookie, and he's people are talking about him being MVP of the league like this guy is really balling defense jimmy garoppolo is not making mistakes you know he's the perfect game manager is looking like right now he's got himself some running backs for days you're talking about depth for running backs that you were looking for nick that's what the 49ers have they can put in multiple guys if it's mostard if it's coleman if I'm, i'm blanking on breda there's so many so many guys that can you know kill them on the run backfield their wide receivers are 
pedestrian. They're all right. They're, they're good enough. And their defense, like I said, is, start, is shutting teams down. So I really like the 49ers as well. But it's the Seattle Seahawks for me. So the 49ers rush game right now is second in the league. And like you're, and you just mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo being a game manager right now. Uh, pass yards, they're 22nd. So it's the run game that's really carried. Yeah, and I failed to mention um, Kittle, you know, which we was yeah. mentioning the other, the other, um, the other show that we some guys have that number one tight end that you can go yeah. look for. And Kittle's Kittle's that guy. You can give him the ball, he breaks one tackle, he's gone. So definitely that Niners team has a really good offense and defense. All right, Mike, before we jump over to you, guys, the football and the basketball season, they're in full swing. The Celtics, they are badass. Get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit to start betting college or professional ball. Every spread, every total, every single winner, and every loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the entire season. You can even bet on wild prop bets, proposition bets here in this script I got. I'm not, prop bets. Who's going to be your first head coach to get canned in the NBA? Who will win the NBA MVP? Get the fastest-to-market odds, updates, and payouts with our new sports book partners, betonline.ag. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Guys, if you gamble, that is free money. Why don't you take that? It's so simple. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. All right, Mike, who's your favorite, and then who's right on the cusp of being the favorite in the NFC? Mark took the team that I wanted to say, I definitely have to agree with them 100%. I'm a huge fan of uh, what the Seattle Seahawks are doing this season, led by, you know, the possible MVP, Russell Wilson. He's having a hell of a season. 20-plus touchdowns with one interception. That's pretty pretty solid feat uh, to have accomplished thus far. Um, and this is a team that has the experience, you know, led by Russell Wilson, led by Pete Carroll. They know what it takes to get there. Won a Super Bowl, made it to another Super Bowl where they lost to the Patriots. Uh, this team has experience. And to make it to another Super Bowl appearance, I believe they're, they're led by two guys right there in the names I just mentioned, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, that can make it happen. A team that can possibly strike fear and be a team that changes that, you know, that picture of a Seahawks being back in the Super Bowl. And they did have a bad loss Sunday. I, I get it. I know where you're going with this. I that get it. They lost to a garbage team. I don't, they just weren't there. They just weren't. The, the, the New Orleans Saints, I don't know what happened to them on Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. That, that's the biggest win for the Atlanta Falcons, you know, because I just think that team's been in a funk since they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But I feel like that win that they got against uh, the Saints on Sunday really lifted their spirits a lot. And on the Saints side of things, I don't know what happened. Breeze got beat up. You know, when's the they last lost, time they lost to twenty-two garbage cans on the field? Yeah. When's the last time you've heard Breeze not throw a touchdown? Show some respect, Nick. <laughs> none. God damn. <laughs> Absolutely none. When's the last time you <laughs> heard Breeze not throw a touchdown pass? But it was a rough game for them. But still, you know, they're sitting sitting there. What a pretty solid record of seven and two, I believe. Um, yep. I still believe that led by Drew Brees and um, Sean Payton, again, a nice quarterback, coach combination, 
you know, they can make some noise. Their defense is soft. They're not as, their defense is not as bad as they used to be years ago when they needed Breeze to throw for over 400 yards and three or four touchdown passes. You know, Breeze can still do that, but the defense, you know, over the last few seasons have been solid uh, to really hold that team down. So I definitely see the Seahawks as the top team in the NFC. I know the 49ers are up there. I don't have faith in the 49ers. Call me crazy. I know they're undefeated. Whatever, they have a big game Monday night. Um, I know we're recording this, and it'll drop a few days later. So however that game shakes out. But I think the Seahawks are the team to beat when it's all said and done. And it's the, ne- the next team in line is the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot to mention that, too. So we recorded this Monday night. Actually, the game is going on right now. So honestly, whatever even the, the result of that game is, I don't know if it's going to have too much bearing on what I think or what you guys might think on the, unless it's an absolute blowout, what the uh, result here or your answer is for this question. So my favorite, I'm actually going to go with the Saints. And it's it's tough because I think you almost have to go between the Saints, between the uh, 49ers with the Seahawks. And I'm surprised none of us have really mentioned the Packers. I don't buy in on the Packers either. But, I mean, the Packers are there. It's 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 tough to when you look at I don't trust Aaron, that team. I don't trust that team either. But when you look at Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, all these people online think that he's, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Man. Um <laughs> I mean, like, but he's still, he's still, he's still one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time. And just looking at that team, I'm surprised that none of us even have them as, as an idea of a team that could be the favorite here in the NFC. But the reason I go with the saints is because when I look at the 49ers, I don't think that you can win with just a, such a, a, they, they depend solely on that run game. They've got a great run game offensively. But, like, I don't think that you beat the Seahawks necessarily with that because the Seahawks, even defensively, uh, the Seahawks defensively, they're okay. Let's take a look here at the stats. They are 13th against rushing, but they're 29th against passing. So if the 49ers had a better passing game, then I think the 49ers would then be a better team or, in my mind, be a much better team than the Seahawks. But they can't pass the ball that well. So I just I have a tough time buying in on the 49ers and the Seahawks. They're a scary team, especially in the, the latter half of seasons. I love Russell Wilson. The guy's been putting on a clinic this year. So they can be a scary foe. But the, the Saints, to me, I just think that once Drew Brees gets going again, he just got back from injury. So once he really gets rolling again, that offense is going to be great between Alvin Kamara, between Michael Thomas and Drew Brees. That offense is scary. And then defensively, they are. They're not great, but they're pretty damn good. So I think that just looking at the 49ers team as a whole overall, they're balanced. I think the veteran leadership's there. I think that they can get through the NFC. I think they should be the favorite for the NFC. Like we like we were just talking about, they got their ass kicked by a garbage Falcons team. Bad loss, bad loss, yeah. Very bad loss, but I'm still not going to take that and really put that against them. If we see another loss like that next week out of them, then sure, maybe we'll have that discussion. But I just, I, I think it's the Saints. I think it's the Saints conference to win. Don't buy in on the 49ers too much, even though they're undefeated. Um, that defense is great, but I just, I Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't really proven too much of anything to me. Uh, the the word game manager has now been thrown around a couple times in this video. The run game has been excellent. And the Seahawks, the Seahawks are too wishy-washy to me. So we'll see how that goes by the end of the season. They're all, they're all very solid teams. I'm going to go Seahawks number two, and I'm going to go 49ers number three if we're going to rank them right here. But the New Orleans Saints, absolutely to me, the favorite in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. All right, guys, that was another CLNS Media Patriots Roundtable. Mike Molino and Marvazan here with me, Nick Qualia. 
Guys, catch Mike and Marv after every single Patriots game they had the week off this week, but they're not going to next week. The Patriots post-game show here on CLNS Media, hosted by Mike Molino and Marvazan. For me, I guess you just come back next week for the show. Again, Nick Qualia, Marvazan, and Mike Molino. Follow us on Twitter. Our names, I don't know if they're still here, but they are here at some point throughout the show. I'm pretty, they still might be here. I don't know. I don't edit these things. Again, Nick Qualia, Marvazan, and Mike Molino. We're going to be back next week, guys. Thanks for watching.